We are getting spicy. We are getting into the real, the raw numbers of my business performance in 2023. If you've ever followed someone on Instagram and be like, damn, I wonder how much money they actually make in their business. Or maybe you wonder how much of it is actually profit when they share those impressive sales months. Well, this is going to be one of those episodes where we really unpack that for my business. And for those of you who are regular listeners of the Dishing Up Digital podcast, you will know this is a common theme for me. I'm not going to skirt around the numbers here. There is no gatekeeping. We are upfront. We are honest, even about our failures, which if you listened to the previous episode of the podcast, you will know that 2023 wasn't my best year in terms of achieving my goals. And if you want to hear a little bit more about that, definitely go check out that episode. This is kind of like a two-part series. And that was part one, reflecting on all of my goals throughout like my business, my income, my personal life, what I wanted to achieve and what I kind of failed at at achieving this year. And I think this is an important discussion to have because I know not all of us meet our goals and that's actually okay. And I know it's a conversation that hopefully will be helpful to a lot of you guys. But now that we've got that out of the way, we are going to be diving into my income, my expenses for 2023, comparing this to 2022 and the growth there, and a little bit of a chat on my revenue streams. I did one of these income reports last year, so I'll also link that down in the description below if you would like to hear a little bit more detail from 2022. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Okay, so let's dive right in with the numbers. I am recording this in mid-December, so the year is technically not entirely over yet. (laughs) And I do have some outstanding invoices. I have quite a few client invoices and payment plans for my courses that roll over in the second half of the month. So I'm going to round this up as kind of like an estimated of what's to come in uh, December, like add that into my total from the rest of the year. So it could be off buy a couple of thousand dollars. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen at the end of the last few weeks of of the year. But currently I am sitting at around 280,000 New Zealand dollars for the year of 2023. Now, if you listen to my previous episode of the podcast, you will know that my goal was 500,000, but I was being very ambitious with that goal. And I'm still in a really happy position with the money that I've made. And I'm going to break down expenses and growth from last year in a second as well to really unpack why I'm happy with those results as well. But I also want to take a moment to pause and say, The reason why I record these episodes talking so openly about income where a lot of people are like, ew, you shouldn't talk about your salary online and ew, that's so tacky, that's gross, keep those things private. I don't want to keep them private because I know from firsthand experience how helpful and inspiring it can be to hear of other entrepreneur stories. I was that girl in the corporate nine to five job who was hating life and looking for a way out. And I loved episodes like this because they showed me what was possible. If I can do this, 
you can do it too. And I know that there has been a lot going on in the world and this is not a political channel or a political page, but there's been a lot happening and I know there's a lot of people going through a lot of things this year. It's been hard for a lot of people and it's also been hard for a lot of businesses. I think the conversation in general, at least in my industry, is a lot of people aren't hitting their metrics, their goals, their milestones that they had penciled in with such positive energy at the beginning of the year. A lot of people are missing the mark. And a conversation I had with a friend recently, we we talked about how sometimes we beat ourselves up when we don't hit our goals, when financially things aren't performing like we wanted them to. And one of the things I said to her was, I think it's important that in a year like this, when cost of living has gone crazy all over the world, when people have lost jobs, when companies have shut down, uh, I know in New Zealand there's a lot of small businesses that have gone under and just not been able to make it through. I think the fact that we have made it through, that we are standing at the end of the year being like, cool, my business made money, we turned a profit, and we're still standing. <laughs> we're still alive to tell the tale. I think that is an accomplishment in itself. Whether you are a side hustler and you made $5,000 this year, whether you are full-time and you made $200,000, but you wanted to make $500,000 like me. Wherever you are on that scale, I want to take a moment to just give you a little round of applause and just acknowledge that everybody is different. <laughs> everybody is earning different levels of income and that's okay as well. So for my US friends, because I know that a large majority of the podcast are based in the United States, a bit of a conversion for you, because again, if you haven't listened to any of my income reports or previous episodes where I talk about money, I do all of my reporting in the NZD in the New Zealand currency, because that's where I pay tax. I do all of my reporting in NZD, the New Zealand dollar currency, because I'm from New Zealand and I have to file taxes in New Zealand. So that's kind of how I report everything. It gets a little bit confusing for some people who don't know my business because they're like, what? But you charge in USD for, you know, your courses. I do that because the larger portion of my audience is from the United States. And I think if I put the New Zealand dollar as my currency up there, people will be like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's not the most global currency and that's okay. So a little bit of context there. We're looking at around 280,000 New Zealand dollars, which is probably converting to around un just under 200,000 US dollars, depending on exchange rates. And again, this could go up to, I don't know, 290,000 maybe, <laughs> because we technically still have a couple of weeks in the year. We could have some invoices, some payments come through that we're not expecting. So you know, fingers crossed. Let's see. But of course, that $280,000 doesn't just go home in my pocket. <laughs> there are expenses related to this. And the figure that I'm going to share with you next is my operating expenses. Now, I use an accounting software called Zero, and my operating expenses kind of give me a bit of a summary of like operational things. So things like contractors, software, any sort of travel that's associated to the business. However, the one thing that it doesn't do is like my personal salary. So that is just like a little bit of a flag for my operational expenses. I know some people will include the salary within that. But just to give you that full disclosure and that full picture. Now, my expenses have increased a lot <laughs> from 2022. But that was actually kind of intentional because New Zealand, we have our end of, end of financial year in March. 
So I know in the States, at least, it ends in December. And there's a few other countries, I think, like India and Australia, we do March 2023 would have been like the end of the 2023 financial year. So it's a little bit confusing. And that's when I do all of my tax filing. And in March, I did my tax filing and my tax bill was quite large, which is such a first world problem because essentially what it means is just my business was really profitable. <laughs> I had some good excess cash floating around and I was getting taxed on that, right? Because your tax is what, what, what you're paying in tax is the income after expenses. Like all of those expenses, those things that you buy in your business, you don't have to pay tax on that. So it was a really cool milestone to get a tax bill that was almost the same size as my old corporate salary. But it was also terrifying. And I was also like, okay, this is kind of a good indicator to me that I, I do have room to reinvest into my business. So my operational expenses for the calendar year, so from January through to December of 2023, was over 130000 New Zealand dollars, which, yeah, that makes me nervous to say that number out loud. <laughs> like, ooh, woo, we're sweating a little bit over here. But this is why I record these episodes, because I think they're so interesting for you guys to learn from. Because if I told past Ellen four years ago when she first went full time into her business, if I told her that she was going to spend $130,000 in a year, she would have been like, no, mate, <laughs> no, no, no. Like you were joking. Now I'm going to dive into what those expenses are in a hot second. And we're also going to compare it to 2022. But I want to give a little honorable mention here. <laughs> to my other business, McKenzie Studios, which is a content lifestyle studio that I opened in Auckland. It's like a full high space. I really love it. I'm super proud of it. And I won't ramble on too much because I did talk about this in the previous episode where I went through goals. And a big part of why I believe I didn't quite reach my financial goals in 2023 was because I actually took a huge leap and started that new business. And not only was that a good chunk of my money, <laughs> that was also a good chunk of my time and my energy. And that was all poured into starting that business and making sure it, you know, I, I did everything that I wanted to do there and that it was the best business possible. And because of that, I did delay a few of my like course launches, which were going to be the money makers for my dishing up digital registered company, which includes my agency, one-to-one -one services and my courses and digital products. And I thought I'd share on here just for those curious, because again, we love transparency. My studio so far has made over 22,000 New Zealand dollars, which is really cool because that is almost roughly or is roughly how much we invested into setting it up initially. So what a great, why that's a great milestone for me is that we're essentially breaking even in what have we been open for five months, I believe it is. In five months, we have managed to break even on our original investment and month to month wise in terms of expenses like our rent on the, the studio space and, you know, our bills and ongoing costs, we are breaking even month to month as well. So that is a very, very, very cool milestone. And what's kind of cool is if I add that to my income from Dishing Up Digital, that does push me up over 300,000, which is a very, very cool milestone to be at. But again, technically, if we were to talk about profit, 
the profit for that company is still zero dollars <laughs> because we have invested over twenty thousand dollars into setting it up and paying for rent in advance um paying for all of the the furniture and equipment that we needed to set it up playing for uh tradie bills and things like plumbers and <laughs> installing a security gate security cameras all that boring stuff kind of drags down your profit margin but kind of essential so let's dive in and compare that to last year. So in 2022, my final number that I came up with was roughly an income of 226,000 New Zealand dollars. And I think the, the one thing that did kind of get me down initially was something about being in the same like category in terms of like, I haven't jumped up to 300,000, although technically if you include the studio um, like revenue it is, but <laughs> I think there's something mentally about being an online business owner. There's a lot of pressure for ex exponential growth year on year. And not a lot of people talk about these kind of foundational years. That's what I'm really looking at 2023 as 2023 was the year that I really looked at sales funnels. It was the first year that I invested in paid ads. It was a year that we really grew the podcast and my social channels and the audience really grew. And it's been great for learning and growing the business. I hired a support coach. I relaunched all of my agency services this year, just in December as well. And it really feels like it was building a bit of a runway a bit of a ramp maybe to launching and growing bigger in 2024 or maybe 2025. And I just think it's overly normalized on the internet these days to listen to online coaches and course creators who are like, yeah, I went from making $100,000 in my first year to then making half a million to then making a million in revenue in my third year. And the majority of us, the journey doesn't quite look like that. <laughs> it is one of steady growth. And again, it's sometimes a bit dangerous to listen to those loud voices in the industry and how much they can impact your mindset and your self-belief and your, your pride, I guess I want to say, because when I step away from the noise of that industry and I look at my accomplishments, I'm like, damn, like I've increased my salary by almost $70,000 this year. And where, what kind of, I don't know, corporate job could I be in to make a jump that big in one year? And then I think about it even more and I'm like, wow, that's almost two whole years of my old corporate job salary that I've increased in the space of a year. And I think when you start to unpack the numbers a little bit more like that, it's very grounding. And that's when you're like, okay. I'm actually incredibly grateful for this and the opportunities that I've had this year and the, the lifestyle that I've built for myself. And you can step away from the noise of that industry. And again, I know there's so much going on in the world and I don't want to come across super like out of touch and privileged and everything. But I also know this is a very real problem in our industry where people move so quickly. The goalpost is always moving. The end goal is always moving. And it gets to the point where ridiculous amounts of money, like $200,000 in the space of a year is so normalized and actually looked down upon. Like people are like, oh, you only made 200,000. And even for me, like I, part of me didn't want to record this episode because I'm like, 
oh, but there's other people in my industry who are making a million dollars. So why does anyone want to hear about my income? But again, I think it's an important voice to have in the conversation out there. And I hope you guys appreciate hearing this as well. So we increase the income from um, I th- did I say for 70 or $80,000? Somewhere around that compared to 2022. And expenses is an interesting one. So the expenses increased from $89,000 up to $131,000. So there's quite a big jump there. And for me, that just backs up the classic saying of if you want to if you want to make money, I was going to say if you want to spend money, if you want to make money, you have to spend money. Get it the right way. I think I got it. <laughs> and for me to increase my income, this has been like a nice reminder going into 2024 to not be scared to make those investments. Like I said, hiring an ad specialist and getting them to run my ads was a big chunk of change for me. And that's probably contributed to a large part of the increased expenses for 2023. But I've also been able to reach so many more people through that. And it's really helped to grow my business in terms of exposure, my email list, and then monetary wise coming into my launches for my course. And it's always scary to take the leap with those investments and actually recording this and going through all of these debts has come at a great time because I've had a couple of other investment opportunities come up and it's been nice to kind of chat with those specialists and see which direction I do want to take my business, but also have that little voice in my head that goes, Ellen, it's okay. Like make the investment, you know, put that money back into your business because I know I will have, or I will see a reward at the end of the day. You know, it's scary to be investing an extra $2,000 into a certain service, but I know it will pay off. I know it's about feeding back into my business and helping it grow. And I'm still in the early stages of entrepreneurship, really. Like even though I've been doing this for four years full time and another year side hustling on top of that, for me, this is still early stages. Oh, I'm just seeing in my notes. I think this was one other thing to add. Last year, I got prepaid for three months of social media management by a client, um, in December for January, February, and March. So that's one thing I've also thought about in terms of like taking from the total of last year. If I took that out and added it on, that would make, I think that brings it up to the 70 or $80,000 difference in terms of growth of revenue, because technically I got paid that invoice in December, but then technically I didn't get paid for three months working with that client in the year of um, 2023. So it's like a little bit of a, like a jumble round in case someone's tracking my math and they're like, actually the difference wasn't $70,000. It's because I have shifted $10,000 across from last year to this year. Um, because for me, I did the work. Someone just prepaid me. So in that sense, I think the last year's income would be around 216,000. The other disclaimer that I have to put in here is this year, I actually registered as a company. We are officially dishing up digital limited, which sounds super fancy. And this is a question I get a lot, actually. And again, disclaimer, I'm not a tax professional. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a business advisor when it comes to what you should legally do do with your business. And especially because this is going to vary country to country. But for New Zealand, it's really easy to just get started as a sole trader. You don't even need to fill out any paperwork. You just want to keep track of your expenses. When it comes to the end of the financial year, you're going to put through some forms and pay your taxes. 
I know in the US, depending on the state that you're in, you have to register, I believe, and get like a, a business number. And you even if you're a sole trader, you still have to like register with your state. But I also know in the US, I tend to kind of see a common trend in the, in the industry is you want to register kind of as a company earlier in your business journey because it does offer you a lot more protection legally. And maybe this is a bit of generalization, but <laughs> from an outside perspective, it feels like you can get sued really easily in the States. And for me in New Zealand, this isn't really a thing. So starting as a sole trader, and especially when you're not making a huge amount of money initially, it's, it's not a huge deal to just act as a sole trader. And for me, I've been pretty lazy. I was meant to do it a year ago, and then I wanted to wait so that I could change the timing of registering with the financial year because as soon as you set up a company you have to start whole new accounting books like my accounting software has been a complete new one a complete new account registered you need new bank accounts new bank cards everything has to be now registered under the company you can't just go and change your zero account which is really annoying so with my financial reporting Usually in these income reports that I share with you guys, I go through my expenses line by line and break them all down. But because I now have two zero accounts <laughs> for the year of 2023, because I have the first three months as a sole trader, and then I have the rest of the year as a company, it's really confusing. And regular listeners of the podcast will know that I really don't like math, okay? I don't want to sit here and add up line by line every category of my expenses. <laughs> but if you do want a full breakdown of what my expenses look like as a social media strategist and coach, definitely go check out last year's episode, which I can also link in the show notes below. To give you a quick rundown, though, these are some of my biggest categories for what my operational expenses are. First of all, advertising is always going to be a big one. Like I mentioned, running Facebook ads as well. But also this uh, takes into consideration my like websites and the website fees. I pay quite a lot for Kajabi. And then I also have Squarespace and a whole bunch of other things fall under advertising. I also did some advertising in some promotional events as well. So I paid for that. Another big category for me, and again, these are all the same as like last year's report in terms of proportion of income. They're probably pretty spot on. But another big one is conferences, seminars, as well as educational kind of coaching and you know skill building, whatever you want to call it. So there were a couple of conferences that I did go along to. I did sign up for a mastermind for 2023. That was the first time I've done like a long term mastermind myself. And that had like a 10 month payment plan, I believe. And it was quite a good chunk of change each month. So that was definitely a little bit higher than previous years. But I always believe in investing in your education to help you grow your business. And the other big investment for helping grow your business, which you guys, I will give you three seconds to guess because I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, Drummel. It is, of course, your team members, your contractors, consultants. Uh, for me, I've worked with a couple of different contractors over this year, and then I have my regular contractors who help support me with my client work. I think like most businesses, this is probably always going to be the biggest category when it comes to operational expenses, your contractors or your employees. 
I also upgraded a fair amount of my equipment this year. So I got a new phone in January. I got a new camera and some new accessories for that camera before I went on my trip in September. I then have the usual software subscriptions. So I'll have monthly subscriptions for my Adobe Premiere Pro, my ClickUp, PandaDoc, Zero, all of these different pieces of tech. One of the new ones on here actually going through my list is my motor vehicle expenses. So again, that was me trying to find more things that I could expense in uh, my business. So putting through vehicle costs, you can uh, expense a certain portion of that. And again, this will vary country to country. Uh, consult your tax professionals. <laughs> for the real the real and raw advice there. Uh, but this is just one new category. That's probably the one, I want to say probably the only new category comparing to last year's or the 2022 financial report. So again, if you want a more line-by-line -line breakdown with dollar amounts, with per percentages, definitely go have a listen to that. And it will give you a same kind of insight as to what the numbers are for this year. It just probably increased a little bit. I mean, obviously increased a little bit because we went from 89 to 130, which is crazy. <laughs> I'm hoping I've managed to get through this episode with actually saying all the numbers correctly because fun fact about me, I'm not a numbers girly. I make it my mission to understand my income and my expenses. That's an important part of doing business. And I like to think I'm a great example of you don't need to be really good at math or really strong with numbers and values and things like that to understand your business accounting. I like to think that anybody can do that and I'm super proud of that. But in saying that, if I've randomly said $100 instead of $1,000 and you're sitting there counting things in your head really quickly because you're one of those incredibly talented humans who can actually do mathematics in your head, which is not me, um, please forgive me if I'm a couple of figures off in any of those calculations. And this is also why I have accounting software that does the counting for me and also an accountant because it's not my strength and we outsource things that are not our strengths, right guys? But I hope you enjoyed these insights into those rough calculations on income and expenses, how it's grown since last year and all of the other goodies and insights that I've packed in between in this episode. Remember, if you haven't already, to go check out part one of this little mini series on goals and reflecting on 2023. And I'm excited to be diving in to a new year a new year is always full of new opportunities. We never really know what's going to happen in the year ahead. And I think that's super exciting. And I am actually kicking off the new year. By the time you're listening to this, I should be skiing on the slopes of Lake Tahoe in the United States, which I'm so excited for. And we, we are celebrating or we're ringing in the New Year's in Vegas, which will also be quite the experience, I think. But of course, as usual, I'll be taking my laptop with me and working while I travel because that is what I love most about my business. So if you have enjoyed today's episode, please do send me a message on Instagram because I will be online and I would love to hear it. If you want to share any of your 2024 goals with me, that would be amazing. And if you want to hear more income reports like this, if maybe you would love me to start doing these quarterly throughout the year, not just once a year, do let me know because I am a big fan. I'm going to give a little shout out to Ellen for my name twin. We're both Ellen. So obviously we're going to be both amazing because the best name ever. But Ellen Yin is the host of the Cubicle to CEO podcast. And she does really awesome quarterly financial reports, which gives you a nice little 
stopping point almost a few times throughout the year to check in rather than doing just like waiting, waiting till the end of the year. And I really enjoy listening to them. And it's a big part of why I'm so inspired to be so transparent with my own numbers. So if you guys would love to see a similar setup on the Dishing Up Digital podcast, sharing those income reports uh, quarterly, definitely slide into my DMs, say hello, put in the request, and I can sort that out for you. But with that all out of the way, we're going to wrap up today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will catch you on Monday with our next episode. Bye, guys.